0: And we say hello and welcome back in. We're glad to have you with us here after the bottom of the hour on Priority Talk Radio. And uh, we are uh, thrilled to visit, as promised, um, with Dr. Angie Ward. Her book is In Kingdom and Country, Following Jesus in the Land that You Love. We'll let her tell us about it, but it is the second in a series and a very interesting topic. So, Angie, we are really thrilled to have you with us today.
1: It's really good to be here. Thank you.
0: Tell folks about the the series of books that you're working on.
1: Yeah, the series is called Kingdom Conversations, and it's with Nav Press. Um, and it's a we've got three of them so far. This is the second. The series really uh, Nav Press is a discipleship kind of focused publisher, and so they. Yeah. Uh, each of these books is looking at different topics through a discipleship lens. So um, what does it mean for each of these topics as a follower of Christ? So the first one was when the universe cracks, living as God's people in times of crisis, kind of born out of the pandemic, mm. but not limited to that. And then this next one, like you said, is kingdom and country following Jesus in the land that you love.
0: Well, that is wonderful. So it's discipleship oriented, uh, really, because like you said, NAV Press, that's really what they're about.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's not a not necessarily a um, how to think, uh, you know, this side or that side or that side. It's more let's look at this in light of our, um, you know, claim commitment and relationship to Jesus Christ.
0: All right. Well, you uh, you've got 10 contributors in this uh, mm-hmm. kingdom and country. Um, And so I want to just give people the the, the big picture here. You've you've got a big topic and then you've you've got 10 different Mm -hmm. contributors who who put into this. Kind of give people the, the overview and then we can get into some of
1: the specifics. Yeah, that's great. And like you mentioned, I'm the general editor of mm-hmm. it. And so my job is kind of be the project manager and put all these great voices together. So, I mean, we start by just saying the first chapter I just love is, can we have a conversation? Can we even talk about yeah. this topic and what happens to us? And then move from there to kind of a theology of the kingdom of God. Um, and then a historical view of like, what does it look like when the kind of the kingdoms of Earth and the kingdom of God, or those values come in conflict and. Uh, and looking at what's it like to live under the authority of another, the kind of the Israelites in Babylon. Um, there's a chapter on the ethics of allegiance. What does it mean when we really pledge allegiance? Wow. What does that look like? Uh, what are we saying? There's a chapter on nation as narrative that every country, whether it's the United States or anywhere, there's, there's narratives and kind of founding stories or themes that kind of run through our history. So I have a friend, uh, who's a missionary in Turkey, and she said, yeah, the Turkish narrative was one of conquest, and so different countries have, and how does that color our perspectives as citizens, and then there's, uh, actually, she wrote, the missionary friend wrote, Strangers in a Strange Land, She she wrote about, what's it like not really feeling at home anywhere, because um, you're a kingdom citizen, but yet part of this, you know, on living on earth, and then uh, another author tells of my fellow citizens, he talks about uh, calling us to be kind of um, uh, kingdom citizens with one another and saying, look, the people that are on the other side of the the, the aisle or the wall, those are our brothers and sisters, and how can we love them uh, together? And then there's a chapter on politics, pulpit, and pew, which is, okay, what's the role of the church in this, local congregations, local pastors, ministry leaders? Wow. And the last chapter is called If My People Humble Themselves, and it's just a Uh, kind of a a liturgy of repentance and of allegiance to the king and to the cross
0: well that i mean you have taken on some of the biggest topics i think it was wise to take people that have uh, expertise and maybe in each of those and let them uh, speak into those so 10 different contributors um what 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 brought uh, these together? What what unified? I mean, you've got diverse voices. What was it that that really unified them, other than you pulling them all together? What was sort of the common thread that you felt like brought these voices to to, to make one uh, one book?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know when we do these, we want. Um uh, not quite unison, but certainly harmony, and um, I think the big thing is we are looking for, like each chapter, there's, we look for a certain type of expertise. Obviously, we want somebody with history in the history chapter or theology, but really, they're all first and foremost followers of Christ as well, and, and also think about it through this lens of discipleship, and so they have that kind of posture to themselves um, more than just a particular belief system. I mean, there's that there, but they're, they're ultimate. Um, framework is how do we do this as fellow fellow followers of Jesus Christ?
0: All right, well, outstanding. And maybe you recognize Angie's name. She is a uh, contributor to Christianity Today, and has written several other books and. Uh, okay. Uh, has a Ph.D. from uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and uh, is serving as an assistant director of the Doctor of Ministry program at Denver Seminary. So, just to give you a little bit more about her and and her background. So, talk to me, because these last few years, in particular, um, have uh, have really made a lot of these issues kind of uh, come to the top, uh, th- mm-hmm. this real tension that we all feel between our Christianity and our citizenship. So, just talk about that we we've we bounced around it but talk about that tension that's there
1: yeah well you know people say um and i write this in the intro like why did we even dare to take on this topic where kind of angels fear to tread like the looks i would get when i tell people <laughs> "Well, this is the next book they're like yeah. eyebrows raised or they cock their head like my dog looks at me when i'm crazy you know and and but that's exactly why i think we need to be having these conversations well it's you know? politics
0: Our, and religion and you just went right at it
1: Right. I know. I just did. I know. So that's either like a career killer, probably. So I mean, this may be last time I talked to you. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, but we just need like our witness as at stake for this. And, um, you know, these are two very important topics, um, you know, uh, in our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. So like, we, we need to be able to have these conversations and to really think about this. And you mentioned, you know, kind of the tension between kingdom and country, I think sometimes if we don't feel attention, that could be a sign of maybe we have our allegiances in the wrong place. Like sometimes there's no perfect government, no perfect country, no perfect political party. None of them are going to be like explicitly uh, under the banner of like God is Lord first, you know. And so, so we need to like question, okay, where are our allegiances? Are they Good and true and right allegiances. How do we how do we navigate this tension and what should we look for in these tensions?
0: Yeah, um, I'll just ask you the question because I think this is one that gets uh, on a lot of people's mind. I don't know if you if there's like a, a paragraph in the books explicitly answering this um, from one of the authors, but uh, you know, politics, politics and church. Uh, how how together should these two be? You know, there's people that just think there should be absolutely no connection. And then other people think, how can you, how can they not be connected? Uh, is, is there a right answer to this?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, is there a right answer? Uh, I think there's probably a range of faithful options in there, but um, Juliet Liu in one of the chapters, the one about politics, pulpit and pew, she just says that like, yeah, there's like politics is kind of inherent in a lot of things. So it's like, it's, um, the world is political so the church needs to kind of wade into those waters. Now we also know that there's like, there's kind of, in the United States at least, government regulations on on kind of not campaigning from the pulpit, that right. type of thing. You know, um, there's some some restrictions that are put as far as like fundraising and you know lobbying type stuff like that well but, the, like the so, johnson
0: the johnson amendment sort of what hitting around some yeah of that. yeah
1: exactly right yeah. so so i mean um but like yeah we i think we need to uh, um with you know church and we were found in the you know, separation of church and state but the reality is that as christians we live in both all those spheres right yeah. kingdom and country we don't we're that's the dual citizenship thing and so we need to to learn how to, to navigate and go, what part of this is kingdom and what part of this is country, and when there's a conflict, who or what gets priority? Uh, you know, where do our loyalties lie? And so, um, yeah, I don't think you I don't think you can separate them entirely in one sense. I mean, we've got this separation of church and state in, in you know one angle, but but as far as living out our regular lives, that that's it's all intertwined.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about separation of church and state. You, you you sort of said that we were founded with separation of church and state, but, but that's nowhere in the founding document. So clarify, you know, where where you fall on that. Uh,
1: well, I would say one of the, and that's a good, good point. So one of the nation's narratives, you know, that one of the contributors talks about, one of the narratives is that, and, and there, there, there were some people that came that they wanted some freedom from, uh, you know, from the Church of England, like the Puritans, they wanted some some frames, so that's one of the narratives and um uh you know there's there's like government shouldn't be a, shouldn't be establishing like a state religion as opposed to yeah. like in England and some others so that's the type of thing I'm I'm talking about so there's this yeah. and that's that's where like we it's a narrative that we're not always even clear on so what is well like you said what's in our founding documents and where did this assumption and narrative come from cuz because somebody said, "Well, we were founded by religious freedom." And it's like, "Well, but the Dutch came here for freedom of business and trade and commerce." And because they saw, you know, it, different groups have different views of. I guess you know, you talk about the people who describe an elephant from different perspectives, and so, it's, like, there's not one, one monolithic or I guess mono narrative. Yeah, uh, it kind of depends on what you're looking at and what part of the country you're looking
0: at well this is good because these are the kind of discussions that people have at, at work or with their coworkers, or you know with their family they get together with a couple of times a year when these kind of topics yeah. come up so that, that's yeah, really what right. the book's all family about family
1: reunions right yeah, yeah and, and yeah. You,
0: you tell that in the book uh, uh that's in the book but um yeah so yeah ch- separation of church and stay again it is how you're looking at it but that's sort of i, I think uh, a lot of our folks you know here in alabama would say, you know, that that's sort of one of those, you know, things. If you if you if you tell a lie enough times, people begin to believe it, because uh, we do have <laughs> yeah. the establishment clause, and and yeah. people walk around thinking that that the separation of church and state is right there in the Constitution, and it's just right. not. So it, yeah. it's not like that it's cut right, and dried it's on right either after side. We hold
1: these truths to be self-evident, you know, and it's not right up there, you know, like you said. So, but that's what we we just all have these assumptions. It's almost like people who say. Uh, you know, they use a popular proverb from Brendan. Well, that's in the Bible. It's like, uh, no. is it? You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, there are a lot of popular proverbs that come from the Bible, but a lot of his uh, yeah. not not so much. You're you're exactly no, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, we're visiting with Dr. Angie Ward. Uh, the name of the book is Kingdom and Country, and uh, it's following Jesus in the land uh, that you love. And uh, I know for us, uh, that's the United States, and uh, it's the land that we love. But there's this tension between uh, how do you do that, and also uh, maintain a, a vibrant um, faith as well when it seems like these things sometimes are working uh, against one another. Uh, Angie, why is it important for, for the church to be engaged uh, with these issues of, uh, you know, you, you list them as patriotism, nationalism, and, uh, and allegiances? Um, so we're saying we can't totally remove it. So why is it important for us to engage in these things?
1: Uh, well I think you know coming again from a discipleship perspective I mean um, like formationally partly how we have conversations so there's the whole piece of like we're growing in our when we are learning to have conversations with people um, you know Christians who have different perspectives and to and talk about this in our churches and to be faithful to Jesus Christ but then it's also I think a, a major issue in our witness and so like the the world is watching us and how we talk about these topics or can we even talk about and and what we say and uh and so it's just intertwined again with our our following crisis it's something we just can't kind of compartmentalize and and separate because because it is so intertwined in our regular life and we are these dual citizens and so there's going to be natural conflicts between and tensions between this
0: yeah clashes tensions all those kind of things okay i need to take a break and we'll come back and have a few more moments uh with dr angie ward the editor of this great book kingdom and country it's part of the kingdom conversation series from nav press hang on and we'll be right back we are back in and we continue our conversation with dr angie ward the general editor of kingdom and country uh following jesus in the land that you love and it's it's a it's a tough conversation to have. These, these clashes, these tensions between citizenship and uh, and discipleship. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, and so she has uh, got 10 contributors uh, to this book to take on different uh, aspects. Uh, she outlined them for us earlier in the conversation. If you missed it and want to go back and hear the first part, find it at our podcast, Priority Talk Radio. Uh, Angie, let's talk about jesus um i mean his words should count for something uh, yes wh- what perspective did he give um on, on how these two uh you know living in a land and uh but also the kingdom of god he talked about both of those things a lot um tell us what you guys um how, how you roll that out in the book
1: yeah well um you know he, he like Jesus never says like it's bad to be you know Um, a part of a country, or love a country, or anything, it's really more about, like, where is your allegiance, and what are kind of the methods, uh, you know, we're using, so, you know, the Jews, they they just thought, they expected Jesus to come and and overthrow the Romans, you know, and so they thought he's going to come in, and even Peter in the, uh, you know, in the garden, he tries to cut, he cuts off a guy's ear, and Jesus like, put away your sword, you know, and so, so he says, like, you know, pay to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's, and, and, um so again there's like there's both of those things are okay like he was not anti-government he wasn't anti-roman he wasn't anti-authority he wasn't anti-country or any of those things um you know paul talks about his citizenship and uses his citizenship to his advantage as a roman but yet says he but he's uh, got a higher calling um and so it's really more about what priority are those kind of allegiances or those loyalties
0: yeah, and look, and Jesus, you know, if anybody would have said, hey, let's uh, rebel against the government, that's what people expected Jesus to do, the Messiah. Yes. And he didn't do that, and he lived in a good time to do it, <laughs> living under yeah, the Roman Empire. Yeah,
1: ready. Yeah, they were ready. They're like, just say the word, we'll we'll charge ahead.
0: Absolutely. And he was like, no, they,
1: no, that's not what this kingdom is different. It's a very upside down kingdom.
0: The, absolutely, the zealots were were absolutely ready to go. So, yes, uh, So yeah. when you read when you read the gospels, uh, look at it through that lens. You know, it, it's all there if you'll just look for it. Um, let's um, get back to to more of today. Um, yeah. The challenge that we as Christians have here in America. With this uh, very divisive political climate that we have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what what advice or suggestions or, or experience do you have in 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 you know people say we need to you know to, to change the tone, we need to come together, temper it, but then the same people that say that are the ones that seem to be fanning the flames as well. So
1: yeah, how right. how are
0: we going to do this?
1: Yeah, we kind of say you need to be temperate, but not from my side, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. right? So, yeah, well, I think, you know, that in the first chapter just talking about can we have a conversation? It's actually written by a a, a counselor um and former seminary president who just says like he talks about like why is it that we get so triggered and by, and activated and upset by this and and um how you know, I think realizing okay, what are our responses? Are are we responding with the fruits of the spirit even in the midst of these very uh polarized charged conversations? Um, and you know also realizing like well there's reasons like listening to other people's stories and going why do you have such a strong perspective on this can we find um can we find common ground uh in christ and our following of him and and growing together through this instead of just being at loggerheads against each other all the time and remembering that we're jesus made one of his primary prayers were us to be unified as a church and in Christ. And, and we seem to forget that part when we get, it's like, yeah, unified, but not about this. And, uh, you know, a couple other hot topics, but this is, this is one of them. So I, I think um, there's a, a author, a pastor who was in New York city talked about, you can't be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And I think it comes out a lot in these conversations.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's that's a great comment. Great way to look at it. Um, so You know, maybe people we've been asked the question: uh, Do we need to even um, temper it? (laughs) Uh, Maybe things need to. uh, Maybe we do need to separate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, How how can uh, how can darkness and light coexist? And and many people look at it just like that. There, there's this, and there's that, and we can't be part of that. So, again, that's that's where the clash is.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there is some truth to that where it's like so I think there's some, you know, good intentions of well we we just can't align with that. My my observation is that if if you as a listener if, or or me, you know, if if your side, whatever side or you know, perspective, if your side is always right and the other side is always wrong, like you can see no room for improvement in yours and no good in the other. I think that's probably too far polarized, hmm. because because there's I mean there's no uh, it's wrong to put our hope in any one party or person or system or you know perspective and not in Christ. So none of those will be perfect, but if we elevate any of those to um, you know viewing them as flawless, I think then we're probably or we're, um, uh, overreaching or over uh, potentially idolizing.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's where it's important to listen to people who maybe are on the other quote, other side, uh, listen or read, uh, have a conversation. And, and sometimes, you know, all you get is the, uh, all you gets the, the headline of, 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 of their side of an issue. But when you go True. a little deeper, you start going, okay, okay. I, you know, I may not agree with them, but I see how they're getting there. Uh, you know, and I can see where that line of thinking, you know, makes sense to them. And so you can yeah. g- do get a little bit better understanding. And I think you have to do that. Even if you look at that person and go, they are uh, their views and their beliefs. Even if you look at them and go, they're, they're, they're secular or pagan. You need to understand where they're coming from. If, if you're a good witness, uh, so you can uh, share the truth with them. Uh, yeah, you and know we're where, still
1: supposed to love our enemies. Yeah, still, still yeah, and you've, you've got to know where enemies.
0: they're coming from, so it helps you yeah. to understand. Uh, before we let you go, once again, tell folks uh, what you really hope to accomplish and uh, and, and what you think readers will, will really get from uh, this book as you've put it together, what's going to resonate with them, and, and really, I know you want to leave people hopeful. These kind of discussions can be very frustrating, but I, I did, to me, the book was not frustrating and, and I don't think it answered all these questions, you know, uh, bottom line, but I think it uh, it, it gave us a, a lot of good thoughts, and it got me thinking, and uh, and this is a good conversation. So tell folks what you wanted to walk away with.
1: Yeah, well, you and I at the break were talking about kind of, boy, I went right in for religion and politics all at once. But, I mean, I, I would hope that it stirs conversation. It's not going to settle everything, but it's, I just want us to, to stir conversation about this through a different lens of a discipleship perspective not from you know red or blue or redemic or republic, all those stuff just like again centering this around our our calling and our commitment as followers of Christ so just hoping that we can can come together and talk we just we need to and um, we need to examine ourselves in this area not just keep shouting about our side
0: all right, very good. Kingdom and country. How can folks get it? Uh, Nav Press, a- a- Amazon. What you want them to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of wherever you buy books, uh, yeah, Nav Press, Amazon, all the other kind of online, BN, BN.com, all those. So, I mean, you could just do a quick Google search or wherever your search right. thing, and you'll you'll find it for sure.
0: Very good, Doctor Angie Ward, W A R D. If you're looking for it, Kingdom and Country, following Jesus in the land that you love. Uh, very interesting read, and um, you know you've got ten different authors, and you know so it keeps it interesting. You know what I mean? Sometimes people can say the same thing over and over again. Every chapter in this one, you're hear- hearing from a different voice, and uh, yeah. and sort of that keeps it really interesting. I thought, uh, Dr. Ward, thank Good. you for your thank time you. today. Thank you, thank you very much, ma'am.
1: Thank you.